welcome back to another episode of the Good Business Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us back on for another episode. My name is Danny. I am your host for today's podcast. I'm joined with Alan Gowie, who's the founder of IV2. Um, so thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, it's Pleasure been to be here. So excited to speak to you. I've actually used your office spaces before, so um, I knew exactly where I was going today, which is unusual for me. <laughs> I usually get <laughs> that lost. Put, that puts you in the minority. <laughs> yes, well, exactly. So, so just to kind of give a bit of background for our listeners, IV2 provides office spaces, including hot desking opportunities. And the reason that we wanted to speak to you, Alan, is that we wanted to see a bit more behind the innovation and hear a bit more about the idea behind IV2 as well. Um, and I know that there's a lot we can go into around the full service approach that you do here as well. So I suppose to start, we really know that at the heart of good business is good people. So that's why we wanted to speak to you. So my first question is, who are you? How did you get here? Do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Putting you on the spot, pressure? Uh, to be honest, I got here more <laughs> by happy accident than anything uh -huh. else. I was an accountant in a previous life. I was looking for some new opportunities. And I guess this covers a little bit of the background about IV2 as well. But this business has been in existence in some way, shape or form since 1997. Oh, wow. It used to be run by the Highland Council and it uh -huh. was run somewhere between a it was run something along the lines of a charity. It was cheap office space for charities and startup businesses. Mm -hmm. Idea being that new businesses could come here for 12 months, get subsidised rent and get a leg up. Yeah. Uh, the only issue with doing that here, however, is the ground rent at a place like Beechwood, as you can imagine, isn't particularly cheap. So no. that business model didn't mm -hmm. really work particularly well. Um, the Highland Council took that business and they moved it into the city centre under a new company, rebranded under a different name. And they put this up for sale. Mm -hmm. So I saw this and thought there's a tremendous business opportunity here. Uh, the the infrastructure is already there. The basic office structure is already here, but it has to be a different model. Yeah. Perhaps catering to a more premium market, if you will. Yeah. Okay. So had you been in business before? Or was it just accounting? Just, ac you, uh, just yeah. accounting. So do you, you made that but kind of leap. How did you find that? Was that quite difficult or did you find it was okay given your background in accounting? Uh, it had its pros and cons. Yeah. Um, on the bright side, although it's not easy, I do enjoy being able to set my own schedule. I do enjoy being able to have a bit of freedom to do things my way. Mm -hmm. I guess the downside what I didn't appreciate was when you go into business to start with and cash flow can be a little bit tight, you are, or I, I was everything to the business. Yeah. There, yeah. There, there was no money to get an IT specialist in, there was no money to get an HR advisor in, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there was no money for any of that. So I very quickly had to become... A jack of all trades. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that let's, quite often the case in business, isn't it? Let, let, let's not go as far as an expert, but yeah. competent enough in all of these... Trying to get things done at least. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think that's kind of the, the way that most people, when they enter business, that's how it goes. I certainly, I started my own business this year and I've certainly found that's the way it had to go for me. Um, you know, I didn't think I would be an expert in editing podcasts or anything, but I've, I've had to learn quickly how to do it. So um, it's interesting to hear from the leap. Are, are you enjoying it? Are you enjoying yes, doing absolutely. this? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't have it any other way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I know as well, um, obviously, there's, there's quite a few different um, kind of businesses that come in here and use the space and we'll touch a wee bit more on that but you talked about how the the company had previously kind of been with the Highland Council so when you took it over like what influenced you to take 
this side of the business over? Like, what was the thing that, that drove you the most to come into this business and, and pull it forward? It really was just a happy accident more than anything mm -hmm. else. I'd, um, I was working down in Manchester for a while. I wasn't happy there. Mm -hmm. um, I, I guess it's like a lot of people do in Inverness. You move away from home at 17 or 18, go to university, swear you're never going to come back, spend a few years at university, go somewhere else, enjoy the big city for a little while, and then realise that actually Inverness has got a lot going for it. So yeah, I yeah. packed in the previous career, moved back up to Inverness, and... To be honest, I wasn't even sure I wanted to be a business owner at that point. I was mm -hmm. just looking for opportunities. I heard through the grapevine that the Highland Council was putting this business up for sale mm -hmm. and it just mm -hmm. it just came from there. Mm -hmm. Came, took a viewing of the place and thought there's a lot of potential here if it was yeah. pivoted so do you, a little bit. Do you own this part of the building or do you do you rent it out? Or like how does that work? Do you own this section of it or uh, no, I have this floor and the floor up above, and it's a 10-year lease that I've got. Right, that, okay. so that was what was bought off of the Highland Council. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see, I see, I get you now. And was that quite hard, like, you know, because I would imagine there's quite a bit of capital behind that, that, you know, and you were talking about when you start up, you know, you don't have money to get all these things in. So, you know, I, I would like to hear a little bit more about that. Like, how did you overcome that? Because I know for most business people, and a lot of our listeners will be people starting businesses, cash flow is always the thing that we come up against, isn't it? Yeah, learn to love pot noodles. <laughs> that is a good tip. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, um, what would you say motivates you the most in this business? So we talked a little bit at the start about this full service approach. You know, what is it when you come into work? What is the thing that like lights up your day? It is, it is really nice just seeing how happy everybody is here. When I did my market research for this, um, not just in Inverness, but in various other cities where I went to look, there are many businesses out there that will market themselves as a serviced office. Mm -hmm. However, in the large majority of cases, that is not the case. Mm -hmm. It may be a certain, they will advertise themselves as all inclusive, but you've got to buy your own internet connection or you're responsible for paying the business rates on your own section of the building mm -hmm. or you have to get your own cleaner in, etc. So it was just a very, very subtle, different mindset change there. Well, why not do a fully serviced office? Why not Why not get all of these services in, allow the tenants to benefit from economies of scale and be able to tell people when they make inquiries, everything is included? Yeah, yeah. So that's the difference between, say, you and some of your maybe market competitors is that when you come here, everything is included. Everything. Mm -hmm. We don't charge extra for car parking, for hiring these meeting rooms. Yeah, it's Anything all there, at all. all a service. Well, that's what you need because it is these little things that you'd never really think about that are always the add-ons, aren't yes, they? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good to have that kind of space here in Inverness. As I say, I've used your rooms once before and I really enjoyed it. It was, it was easy enough to find and yeah, it's like a good space. There's not much of, and I think actually, especially since the pandemic, hot desking has become popular now especially amongst I would say maybe more younger people in the workforce there's not many opportunities for that in the Highlands no not at mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. it's certainly something that we have always offered hot desking has always been an advertised service on the website since well since the website launched mm -hmm. but truth be told up until Covid and the post lockdown hump nobody ever did it mm -hmm. it was there we advertised it but nobody would ever take desk mm -hmm. space for a day at a time or yeah an hour at a time it just wasn't the done thing yeah yeah and it definitely seems to be more a thing now and yes. do you know when you go into cities as well and i see this when i go down to places like glasgow or edinburgh like they have these there never really was much of a thing up in inverness so it's great to see it like being included here 
Um, I'll definitely have to talk about it to some of my friends at least. <laughs> so I just wanted to kind of move on into mm -hmm. the business itself. Um, and I wonder if you could tell, you know, we've talked a little bit about the full service approach, but do you want to tell us and our listeners about IV2 and the services that you provide? So I know we talked about like meeting rooms, but is, do you do leases? Do you want to talk a little bit through that? Yeah, happily. Um, so there is, essentially there's three different sides to the business. Generally speaking, we've got the longer term lets for the offices. We do meeting rooms and hot desks for hire. and We do virtual offices. Mm -hmm. And I guess the easiest way to describe the longer term lets is what I say to people as soon as they walk in through the door for a viewing. It's when you think of the when you think of the fully serviced office, it's all about the convenience. Yeah. Yes, you can take an office yourself and furnish it and put an internet connection in and sort out the business rates, but it's about the convenience. Case in point, the internet went down here last week. That's not the tenant's problem. That's my problem. Yeah. It's, it's, it's us that then has to phone up the provider and go through all the uh, steps to fix it and so mm -hmm. on. If if something goes wrong with the cleaner and they don't turn up one night, that's my problem. It's so really what we try and do is make things as convenient and easy as possible. Mm -hmm. They don't have to buy any furniture. They take up an office with us. We provide desks and chairs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's just trying to make that process as easy as possible for people. Yeah. yeah. And in terms of people, say if they wanted to get like a meeting room, all of that's kind of, do you have quite a lot of different rooms on offer, sizes and things like that? Uh, yep, I can mm -hmm. cater for anything up to 20 people. And again, we try and be as flexible as possible there. I have clients who will book a, a full week every single month for running um, regular training courses. Mm -hmm. I have people that will take a day a week or a day a month. I have other people who drop in on an ad hoc basis. Um, I have several clients who use this place as a handy drop-in spot in between meetings just to answer some emails. So, yeah. you know, if somebody wants to phone us up and ask if I have a meet room available in 15 minutes time for half an hour, yes, absolutely, mm -hmm. we'll try and accommodate that as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's great. Uh, it's, as I say, it definitely seems like something the Highlands was missing, especially in Inverness, for, for quite some time. So, you know, you talked a bit about where the idea came from and you wanted to create this spaces for business and cater for people in the area. Do you find that a lot of people are, like, how have you found it? Is it, is it now increasing people that are looking for these kind of services? Are people coming back? How's, how's business going? Uh, the business model has totally changed since COVID. Um, yeah. I'm delighted to say that for the f right now, for the first time since before the dreaded C word was a thing, we're now completely full up again with a waiting list. So it's taken a while to get there. Yeah. It's great to have. However, prior to COVID, we near as makes no difference. Every single person that rented a room off me was in on a longer term contract, 12 months, 18 months, 24 months, etc. I, I, as we touched on right at the start, even for established businesses, cash flow is a big thing right now. So what we've tried to do is offer the flexibility of rolling monthly contracts. Mm -hmm. About 50% of the people in here now are in a 30-day rolling month-to-month -month contract. And that's not to say that I only have people in for a month or two and then leave because it's yeah. a huge commitment to move your workforce in. Yeah. But it does give businesses that flexibility that if something was to go wrong for them, yeah. they're not tied into yeah. a year-long contract before they can leave again. Mm -hmm. And I suppose that way of innovating the business model is, especially with COVID. And I, you know, for the other businesses that I've spoken to on the podcast, COVID's always one that came up. I mean, I don't think we I've come across any business that didn't, maybe apart from Tesco, that didn't suffer during uh, the pandemic. And I suppose, did you have to really 
did everything shut down? How how did that affect the business model? Did you did you find that quite a struggle? Uh, yes, is the short answer. It was a really really strange one for us because when the announcement happened in March 2020 and everybody was told if you're not an essential business you can't open. That's that's the law as of now. Truth be told, I didn't know what to do. Ivy2 was in a little bit of a grey area because while a serviced office is absolutely not an essential business, there are several tenants in here who have government infrastructure projects, um, things along those lines. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's not my job whether to say they were essential or not. So it was a really, really strange yeah. one to try and stay open and maintain some level of service without Ivy2 itself falling on the wrong side of the law. Yeah. I suppose that's it's one of these things that we just don't think about. It would have been quite hard because you might have actually clients in here who were technically essential workers. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and technically we did quite a few of them. Um, the one that did the infrastructure projects, a few others that I'd probably better not get into by any metric, they were essential. Yeah. But an office isn't. Yeah. It was it was a weird one to overcome. Do you know what? It was, it was a really strange time trying to figure out all the different rules, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Interpreting them all. We all became kind of lawyers at the same time as yeah. everything else. <laughs> can, can you go into Tesco and buy a birthday card without buying any food? To... Yeah, I know. These strange things that we, we had to think about and it seems so long ago now. But yeah, it was, it was a funny old time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> For sure. So I want to move on to managing IV2. And I wonder if you could tell us something interesting that people wouldn't necessarily know about your business. I'm nosy, so I like to ask these questions. Uh, Sally Ann that you met on the way in, she's the real boss. Really? Oh, uh -huh. yes. Does she know all the secrets and the gossip? Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. So I need to go and ask her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in all seriousness, what would you say is something that people might not know about the business? So I guess it's kind of contradictory given what I was just saying about everything being our problem to fix. But when this business is running well, myself and Sally Ann have very little to do. Yeah. If things are ticking over and everybody's happy, then yes, there's always little day-to-day -day tasks to be done. But that's the kind of strange one. It's, it's one of those businesses where if we're doing well at a particular time where everything's going nicely, mm -hmm. there, there shouldn't be that much for us to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a bit of a weird mindset to get out of sometimes. Uh -huh. Almost not feel guilty about sitting there waiting for something to go wrong. But mm -hmm. Yeah. And how many people do you employ in the business? Uh, one. Just, just, just one, yes. So she's your, your VIP. Yes. <laughs> and the real boss. So not the real well. boss. Yeah. <laughs> Don't argue with Sal. Oh, well, I'll try not to. She was very nice when I came in, though. <laughs> yeah. Try putting your glass in the dishwasher the wrong way and see how that goes for you. Well, I'll note that before I leave. <laughs> So, Alan, we know that in business, marketing is so important. So what I wanted to know of you is how did you decide to market your business and what stands you out from the crowd? So in this industry with the serviced offices, the be all and end all is brokers. Mm -hmm. When people are looking for office space, that is the first place they will look. It's always brokers. If you're not, you can have your own feelings about the commission structure they run on. It is what it is. If you're not on the broker websites, you will not get inquiries. Mm -hmm. But I think what stands us out from the, cloud is the, uh, from the crowd is we've then gone over and above with the rest of the marketing. You will see many other serviced offices where they've got lovely pictures on the broker websites, they've got their blurbs there, and then there's nothing to back it up. Mm -hmm. There's no social media. The website is maybe 10 years out of date, and it doesn't particularly create a good impression. So for me, the important thing was focusing on the socials, Instagram in particular, mm -hmm. and maintaining a really, really, really high quality website that stays as far up the search rankings on the first page of Google as possible, yeah. even though that's not what brings people here in the first place. Yeah. These are all the, the, the things that are important. As I say, I started a business at the start of this year, and 
learning all the things about SEOs and oh my goodness, Jeez. like these things that you don't necessarily think are the important things, but you have to become an SEO expert when you start a business and everything Absolutely. else. So did you find that you were having to do things like that as well? I didn't even know what a keyword was when I started. <laughs> <Did I? laughs> you just have to get thrown in the deep end and, and hope for the best. Yeah, but yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And do, I, I, is that going well? Are you like, is your website doing well? Is it getting a lot of hits? And uh, yes. Uh, as, as a little aside, there's a. We also have another serviced office down in Cheltenham. Mm -hmm. So I've got an office manager down there, and I've also got a marketing manager down there that ah. works part time for me. So it was nice to be able to hand all of that over yeah. to her. Yeah. She's an absolute wizard when it comes to these things. The websites always stay fresh. They stay modern. They stay sleek. They stay at the very, very top of the search results. We do very, very well in terms of SEO, but as I say, it's a bizarre one because ultimately that's not the be all and end all. That's only there to create a more positive image after yeah. people have come to us via the brokers. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was something that was very nice to yeah. delegate to somebody else. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and it sounds very much like it. And I know I know some people find marketing, it's just such an important part of business, but it, like some people, like you say, you sometimes you just have to work with the system. So if brokers are where it's at, You've got to work with that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, how, how are you finding Instagram and things? Because social media is becoming much more important around marketing and things as well. I'm delighted I've got somebody to do it for me. I don't understand Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to see lots of your face smiling in the pictures, are we? No. No. <laughs> no. No. There's one pic. There's one picture of my face on the entire Instagram grid, and that's because we had a dog in the office that day. Oh, that's fair that's, enough. Which is yeah. fair. Yeah, I can totally, I'm yeah. Not, I'm not even sure she trusts me with a password to the Instagram account. <laughs> Probably fair enough, Probably really. Fair. <laughs> You've got to know your own limitations in business too. Yeah, yeah for sure, yeah. for sure. So I know we talked a little bit about the pandemic and how it affected your business and how that was particularly challenging. But was there anything from the pandemic that was a positive? You know, a lot of people may have now, you know, because working from home has now become a thing and office spaces, you know, you know, I, I find it in my, with my employment, I actually am hot desking a lot more from home on the go. So do you think that's maybe been a positive in your business or what have they been? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Undoubtedly. Uh, to me, it was a really counterproductive way of thinking but if we go back to what we were talking about before in terms of people coming in on shorter term rolling contracts on the surface that might not necessarily look like a good thing for the business because any month you've got the potential of somebody giving their notice and being gone but prior to the pandemic although there was a lot more long-term security with the tenants I had it became harder to get new ones in yeah because it was a much much bigger decision for somebody to commit to a year or two years or five years, that's a lot of cash flow. Yeah. Whereas now I'm at the point where I've got a waiting list and people seem to love the fact that it's, you know, come in, try it for 30 days. If you like it, stay. If you don't, leave, yeah, end yeah, of. Yeah. So that's been really good for the business. It's, it's much, much, much easier to get people in the door and have viewings without the pressure of that longer term commitment. Yeah. Equally with the hot desking, if we use this room here as an example, prior to COVID, it would maybe be used three to three and a half days a week, mm -hmm. give or take. But those were all longer term bookings, half a day, a day, etc. Yeah. Nobody had really thought about using this as a drop in spot for half an hour to answer some emails. So mm -hmm. now that people seem to be do, do going more online in the traditional office, if you will, is becoming a less popular option. It's been great for IVT. Yeah, yeah. So you've seen quite a bit of an increase in that kind of market into the business. Yes. And just out of interest, because I am nosy, 
are you finding that you know say more younger people are are wanting to do more kind of hot desking opportunities or is it is it kind of okay across all age ranges it yeah. does seem with my generation we are looking more into that kind of spaces yep i, I get hot deskers in across all age ranges shall we say mm -hmm. but that's absolutely the case with younger folk again yeah. prior to 2020 with very few exceptions you didn't really see people looking for space mm -hmm. on that kind of basis or see younger people looking for yeah, space yeah and it must be quite nice if you do have um clients come in say on this 30-day contract you must see a lot of people yes and that must be a key part of your business as well and certainly from meeting you today you seem like somebody who's very friendly and oh, thank you. yeah so you can get on <laughs> you quite well so you must it must be good for networking and like making these kind of opportunities with other businesses and I suppose that's key to them coming back as well so if they know okay it's fully serviced but something goes wrong Alan's gonna sort it out for me exactly yeah and, and it's the little touches like when yourself and Scott came in today we, we don't grudge it and I don't think it's cynical but it, it's it, it's the little things you're in a room for a couple of hours it's not often the person you're getting it from will offer to make you a cup of coffee it's yeah we just yeah little touches like that we try we, we just try and elevate the experience a little bit mm -hmm. i know a workplace can only be so exciting and that's yeah I mean, it's absolutely one of the limitations of this industry but any little touches we can do like that to make the place more attractive and keep people coming back yeah brilliant and communication will be so key to that and that's why i'm saying that it's like quite important for you to have those skills and qualities, I suppose, behind your business of being that friendly face that they say. Although Sally was the, fr the friendly face when I came in the yeah. door. So. <laughs> I, I, I suppose as well, we also try and keep things only so formal. I come from a world where I was in work every day in a suit and tie. Yeah. But very quickly when it comes to something like this, and I, it's a conscious choice not to wear a suit and tie anymore. Yeah, yeah. At, at the end of the day, there is a bit of responsibility, and if things go wrong, people will turn to me and expect me to fix it. But I try not to create that division. If somebody's coming in and renting a room for the day, well, dress codes are getting less formal, shall yeah, we say, and I believe that's for the better. Mm -hmm. I don't want people that are coming in here in, in shirts without full suits or polo t-shirts. I, I don't want to be speaking to them while I'm cutting about in a full three-piece suit and tie all day. That's that's not right. Yeah, that's not the... Yeah, so yeah. to me, even dressing like this, it's far more comfortable, yeah. but it's just more appropriate for what we do. Mm -hmm. Well, it is, it's, 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 giving the, it's giving the impression to people as well. So you want them to be as comfortable as possible exactly. with you. But I agree. I think I think things are changing around what you wear in the workplace. And it is, it's not that it's becoming too casual. I don't think that's the case. But I think the days of like suits and ties and constantly being uncomfortable at work yeah. are gone. And I think maybe even with the pandemic, I don't know about the rest of our listeners, but I was definitely one of these people that was doing uh, Zoom meetings with pyjama bottoms on and a shirt on top. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Likewise. <laughs> Letting all the secret, secrets yeah. spill here for sure. And, and, and that is my small hill to die on. I don't understand the point of ties. I just don't get them. Yeah. Well, they look uncomfortable to wear. That's the same with heels. I'll give you that as an insider. They're, they're not fun. They're not oh, fun to wear. I can't imagine they are. <laughs> well, I wanted to move on again to your team. So we know you are the main person behind IV2 and you talked about um, you've got one other person employed here. Yes. Yeah. So do you want to talk about who they are, what they do and how they bring your services to life as well. Uh, so Sally Ann is a bit of a jack of all trades. The official oh. job title is office manager, but when she first came on board, she's been with me for about a couple of years now, 
when she first came on board, I told her right from day one it was free reign within a couple of very, very loose criteria. The job is hers to make of it what she will. Mm -hmm. And it's, she's very friendly, she's very approachable, she's very sociable, and customer service is the biggest part of that. Yeah. So from my point of view, if, if, if the tenants that are in want to stand there and chat and pass the time of day with her, if she's sitting there chatting to folk for half the day, that's brilliant. That's exactly yeah. what she should be doing the job. Yeah. And do you have, you said you've got another office down in, was it Cheltenham, Cheltenham you said? Yes. And how many do you employ there? Uh, so I've got two office managers working part-time on a job share and Nadine, my marketing manager, is also based in Cheltenham. Mm -hmm. So this is your time to give them a wee shout out. <laughs> and, and do you, <laughs> yes, wave, <laughs> hello. <laughs> when did you start, so you started the business, was it 2017 you yes. said? Yeah, so, and you took on Sally Ann? Two years ago now. Two years ago. So were you up until that point having to do this all by yourself? No, there was a previous office previous. manager before that. Ah, okay. I was thinking, I was like, wow, that is jack of all trades doing all that. That's impressive. <laughs> um, and how much do you think developing your team helps your business bring greater value to the customers that you serve here? And is personal development quite important for you with your staff? Yes, it absolutely is. And I guess, touching back on what we'd said about Sally and there, it's vitally important as well that they be allowed to develop their own personality. Because I'm very conscious that when the job, thankfully, I don't need to hire very often, that all the staff have now been with me for quite a long time. But I'm Good. very conscious that it's one of those job descriptions that can appear really, really dry on paper. Mm -hmm. Office manager, answer emails, make folk a cup of coffee from time to time. It's yeah. Yeah. So it, it's really important for me for all of them to be able to say, right, this, this is the, let's call it the admin side of things. Mm -hmm. These are the processes. Other than that, do what you like. Yeah. If, if people want to pass the time of day and chat away to you for hours, I'm not going to be on your back for chatting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you've, you've kind of let them have the reign over how to mould their, their job, essentially. Yes. And I suppose with that, the self-development comes with it. Yes. Yeah, so that's good. And I think I think that's certainly the way that things are needing to move for employers as well. I think self-development within your team is becoming increasingly important, but also what the next generation are looking for as well. As mm -hmm. you say, on paper it looks really dry, so it's like, how can I make this a bit more exciting and a bit more of an opportunity for somebody coming in? Yeah, how can it be a bit of, uh, how can the job be a bit of fun rather than just something that you have to endure every mm -hmm. day? And it sounds to me like having a bit of fun is quite important to you in this business as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it's an interesting change between the two offices, I guess. And it's certainly not a slight on the good people of Cheltenham. Shout out to them. <laughs> um, all of my tenants down there are absolutely lovely as well. But in Cheltenham, there's certainly a more formal way of doing things, if you will. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's it's not, I've always struggled to articulate just what that is. They're not, it's not stuffy, it's not rude, it's not certainly not anything of those, but people don't really tend to mix out of the office. They don't do the chats over coffee. Uh -huh. You don't see the tenants in those offices particularly chatting away with Aye. each other, Yeah. which is fine, that's just the way it is. But. Mm -hmm. Up here, things certainly are a lot less formal. There's a lot of friendships have developed amongst the various tenants in mm -hmm. here just as a result of yeah. being here. So that that is nice. That's certainly something yeah. that we lean into. We don't want to... It's, it's the laid-back Highland I, way, isn't it? I was going to say, it's just the Inverness banter, isn't it? That's yeah. the way it goes. But there must be, in a way, like a kind of business opportunity there as well. Because if you're working amongst other businesses, you know, the, the opportunity to collaborate and always kind of have somebody else you know, a friendly face from another business. That That's definitely a pro. And I would say 
more so after the pandemic as well. Businesses have had to innovate and it's uh, collaboration over competition, isn't it? So yeah. it's definitely a plus to, to the service, I yeah. think. All these businesses have their own network. I have mine and we certainly, we, we can help each other out without taking advantage of each other. It's a really, I think it's the right level of informal to make that work where we can all help each other out. Yeah, good, good. Well, that's good to hear. Um, so I wanted to move on um, into your customer base. Um, and I wonder if you could tell us who is the ideal customer or client that you try and target? Uh, it's that hated word, but the honest answer is anybody. I have a couple of clients in here that are amongst the biggest employers in the UK. They use this place as their satellite Inverness office. Um, equally, just across the corridor there, I have an accountant who rents a room. He's a one-man band. I don't wish to make this too salesy at all. That's certainly not the intent. I'm not trying to sell to you, but when you look at this business model, economies of scale are a huge thing. So I'll, 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 I always use my internet connection as a good example. As we'd said before, you take a serviced office somewhere else, you've got to pay for your own internet connection. You get a broadband connection and that might be 40, 50 pound a month, but it comes with the usual limitations of a broadband connection. Yeah. Whereas here I have got a, uh, I've got a lease line, a dedicated gigabit lease line from a local company, shout out to Hynet. <laughs> Lots of shout outs today. <laughs> <laughs> Which costs significantly more than 50 or 60 pound a month. But when you take that cost and you divide it up amongst all of the tenants, mm -hmm. it's actually not, uh, the, the, the price is the same. Yeah. The price yeah. is the same with their share of a cleaner and their share of an internet connection and their share of the business rates. Yeah. Yes, the, the, the headline price, the rent might be a, a third more than doing it all yourself, give or take. Yeah. It's the same. So really yeah. the ideal kind of client base for me is somebody who appreciates that convenience and doesn't want to deal with all of those accounts yeah. individually. Come in here, pay your monthly one-off fee, that's everything. And then yeah. you don't have to worry about it. And there must be, you know, even if you're taking that internet, for example, if they'd done their own office space, I mean, they probably wouldn't get that level of internet connection. Like, they probably wouldn't have found the need to or it would be too expensive to. So mm -hmm. they're benefiting from that as well, surely. Exactly, right. Mm -hmm. you're, the, the bigger clients, the, yeah, sure, I'm sure they've got the cash to do it, but the accountant across the hallway there yeah. buys he's not going to be spending four yeah. or five, six hundred pounds on an internet connection. Yeah. It's, it's just not feasible. Yeah, exactly. So as like a up and coming business, you actually get that. Yeah. And internet connection is becoming more and more important these mm -hmm. days, isn't it? It's like, goodness me, you can't do anything without it. Yeah. Equ equally, he's not going to be having a cleaner come in for a couple of hours a week to clean his office. Yeah. It might only be a little thing, but he'd have to get the Hoover out at the end of the day and do it all himself. Yeah. Whereas that's bundled in. So I think that would be the clincher for me. I just, I'm, I hate, I hate cleaning. Likewise. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should look at an office space in here. <laughs> might, uh, it might save my home office needing to be cleaned every week. I'm not very good at that. Um, so why do you think that your customers will come back to you then? I, I, it's a summation of everything we've really been talking about. It's mm -hmm. that friendliness. It's that approachability. We take what we do very seriously. We try... It's an easy thing to say, but we do try and be the best. We try and put in, we put in good quality furniture. A perfect example, somebody just moved out last week after being in the office for only three months. I've got somebody else coming in at the end of the month and it may only seem like a little thing, but I've got, I've got, I've booked somebody to come in and steam clean the room next week. Yeah. But the, the, the room's not filthy. It doesn't need steam clean, but it's little touches like that to just lift the carpet fibers a little bit and mm -hmm. make the room seem a little bit fresher before they come in. Yeah. Yeah. And do you offer 
because I know like for me one of the things that I would definitely look at so do you do you offer like kitchen space and stuff as well if people are looking because you know sometimes for meetings you'll have to have kind of service things as well so teas coffees you yep. know the usual stuff do you provide all that yes here? we do mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and is it just like a kettle or do you have a top of the range coffee machine for the tenants in here we have a top of the range coffee machine oh, and an awesome. instant hot water tap and we tell them help yourself to anything that's not nailed down in the kitchen yeah for the likes of renting this meeting room out it's not ideal to have 14 or 15 people in that kitchen at the same time yeah. so we'll provide an urn mugs milk in a jug etc and they oh, can help perfect. themselves in here. That's always what you're looking for. Again yeah. all included in that monthly price. That's great yeah well that's the thing like people do look for those kind of services so it's uh, it's important to have. So I want to move on to the future mm -hmm. okay and you know a lot of our people who listen to this podcast will be people who are in business or people who are maybe thinking of starting out in business and I like to ask this question just as a little kind of throwaway uh, during our podcast as well to different guests. But what advice would you give if, say, there was a young person who's looking to do what you do now? What would your advice be to them? Do it. Have a go. Mm -hmm. The worst thing you can do is not have a go. Yeah. Um, I, I, it would be dishonest of me to say that it's easy. There's a lot of challenging steps along the way. The cash flow is the big one. There's a You have to learn a lot of new skills very, very quickly, but it is very, very very rewarding and for me personally I'd rather have a go at something and not succeed than not have had a go at all. Yeah yeah and it is it's a scary did you find it quite a scary jump when you like moved into this has it been moments where you're like oh gosh a few of them. Every single day. <laughs> <laughs> that that moment of imposter syndrome as I walk in the front door and think <laughs> this is all on me if I mess up the business is gone. <laughs> <laughs> only been six years I'll get over it one day yeah exactly well there, there may be one day where you walk in and you're like yeah I'm feeling pretty confident today maybe maybe, maybe one day one day yeah but what do you think you know so you've come from the place of just saying it's quite nerve-wracking but what do you think is next for the business where do you think the business has the most growth potential we're looking at a couple of opportunities right now um, I found a couple of our, our, so our market niche is a place like Inverness or Cheltenham that is big enough to support a service office, but not necessarily so big that the large, large multinational companies like Regis and WeWork will want to go. I think we offer a different service. We offer a, we offer a far more personal service, but ultimately for a company of this size, I don't have the resources to be able to go up against those companies. And frankly, yeah. they can benefit from far bigger economies of scale than me. Mm -hmm. I did briefly look at opening up an office in the centre of Glasgow just before Covid. There was a location that went up for rent that was the perfect location. However, when I costed up, even at my best price, I would have had to be renting out the square footage for double the price of the of the multinational next door. Yeah. So it, here, Cheltenham, somewhere like that, that's big enough that the multinationals aren't interested in. Yeah, so th yeah. th there's a couple of places I'm looking at at the moment just mm -hmm. waiting for the right building to come up. Yeah, so I suppose that's kind of your your niche a little bit is trying but it's where I think is needed service as well because like you see lots of these companies will go to big places like London, Edinburgh, you don't get it in Inverness no. but it, it needs it and that's the thing if businesses are going to go forward in Inverness and thrive we need spaces like this so sounds like you've got your niche market down quite considerably but it's working that yeah. way. And it is very important to choose your battles if we use that Glasgow premises as an example I was I was exaggerating a little bit when I said it was right next door to the Regis, but 
as much as it was a fantastic premise season, I could see a lot of potential. I truly do believe that it could have been made to be a really nice facility. That's a battle that I just don't have the time or money or energy to fight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, it sounds like there's interesting and exciting growth potential coming. If you if you do get another space and I'm in Glasgow, let me know. Well, certainly. <laughs> but I suppose just to sum up um, as well, uh, Alan, as a lot of our, if our listeners wanted to connect with IV2, how can they get in touch with you? Hey, IV2.co.uk. Um, the email addresses are all on there. The phone numbers are on there. We don't use a call answering services. The calls come directly here, so it'll be myself or Sally Ann that answers your email or picks up your call. So we like we like to give you a little plug as well. So if people want to connect with you on social media, um, what is your handle? IV2, I-V-T-W-O. Yeah, and that's on Instagram as well. Yes, it is. Lots of dog content, so Absolutely. definitely worth Always going and having a look at. Well, Alan, is there anything else that you want to add in for uh, our listeners at home before we wrap up today? Uh, nothing that comes to mind. Thank yeah. you very much for taking the time to watch no, this. No, thank you. Thank you. It's been, really, it's been really great to come and visit again and to meet you as well. So... Um, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of the Good Business Podcast, where we try to get to the heart of good business. Um, I've been your host, my name is Danny, and I've been joined with Alan today. So we'll see you on the next podcast.